between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Come and speak to us, Lord, in the tone, in the pitch, which our soul will understand. Speak your language of love to our hearts today and give us portion, portion of your fellowship. Let the anointing, the oil, the spirit of your love, that which you share with your Father, Come and give us a portion today. Thank you, Jesus. Come and bless us. Help my tongue and my vessel and my heart today, God, to speak and to be your instrument. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Red sheep or a hato. sheep. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to fetch utterance tonight that will cause this ministry to come, that will bring this ministry down. I will bring down this ministry. I will bring down this blessing. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Open your heavens over all our soul. Today, let it rain all. Reign of your spirit, the reign of your presence, reign blessing. Thank you. We bless you. Set a table before us and quicken our heart, our mind, our soul to feast, to feast and to feed upon that which you provided. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> amen, amen, amen. Glory to Jesus. Thank you. Let's have our seats. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah to Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you. Glory to God. Faramoshia <clears throat> Prahata. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes.
Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to um, Psalm. Praise God. Psalm 104. Let's just um, Just read from there and uh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Good evening to everybody. God bless you. Please, you can greet somebody. Say you're happy to see you. You're welcome. You're welcome in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, okay. <laughs> Psalm 104. Thank you, Jesus. Who, who covereth? Amen. <clears throat> okay, let's do verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and O Lord my God, thou art very great, for thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Thank you, Jesus. Who covereth thyself with light as with a what? As with a garment. And who stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain? Praise God. Who covereth thyself with light as with a garment? And who, who stretcheth who stretches out the heavens like a curtain? So, so verse 2 is talking about his covering, what he covers himself with. Amen. And let's see 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. Amen. First John chapter 1 says that, um, that this then is the message, verse 5, First John 1 verse 5, that this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that, that God is light and in him is no word darkness at all. So God is light, but God is not, we're seeing that God is not just light, but God also covereth himself, verse 2 of Psalm 104. Praise God. God covereth himself with light as with what? As with a garment. So if if he covered himself with light, that means he also is, um, apart from he being the he being light as a person that he also has a covering of light praise god and if you read on from that first john first john chapter chapter 1 it says that uh, if we go on to verse 6 that if we say 
that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness that we lie and we do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from what? From all sin. Praise God. So, um, verse 7 says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light. So, God is not just light, but God is in light, right? Uh, you see the concept of him being in light. You see the same thing in Hebrews. Let's, sorry, Timothy. Let's see First Timothy very quickly. <clears throat> First Timothy chapter... First Timothy chapter 6, praise God, verse, verse 15. First Timothy 6, verse 15, it says, Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and the only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, that who only hath immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, who... No man had seen nor can see, and to whom be, be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Praise God. Um, so you're seeing the um, concept of um, God being a light, but God being a light that is in light, or God that a light that is covered that is covered with light. Praise God. And so that the light which um, he, he covers himself with um, is the light that any soul who wants to be able to, to see him or any soul who wants to be able to relate with him or come to him must be able to engage with the, the, kind, the kind of light which he, covered him, which he covers himself with. Praise God. That, so he said, who covered himself, covered thyself with light as dot what? A, as dot a garment. Praise God. Now, that thing about the garment, you see in, when you, they, they speak about um, heaven itself as like a vesture, Hebrews chapter <coughs> chapter 1 right, speaks about heaven like where God is, it's very clear that um, what is covering God right now is heaven we're talking about God that is manifest in creation, the way God is manifest in creation um, there's a way God is in his eternal essence, praise God but then there is the way that God is manifest in creation. And the, the, the present heaven is keeping the manifestation of God in creation. Right. And so if you want to say what is actually the, one of the main purpose of heaven, the, the current heaven where God is, is that the main purpose of heaven is to be a covering for God. 
right? Heaven is the place that God can, that God, God designed for him to stay in creation and be covered and not be exposed. Do you see that? So, so then what does that mean? It means that very clearly that heaven is a garment for God. Like heaven is, um, God designed heaven as the, is a multi-layered garment. Pray, you know, we, we have that concept too of wearing a garment then you wear another garment, and then you wear another one. Praise God. So um, heaven is a multi-word. It's a multi-layer garment. Like even with the high priest, you saw, for a high priest, you know, the, the garment of a high priest is when he's fully dressed, right? When, when the high priest, he, the, the sign or the symbol, the symbolism of the garment of the high priest is... Is giving you this, the, the high priest is the state of a, a soul or a man that has been fully clothed. Praise God. So, you see from the book, the Bible, that the Levites are not as clothed as the priest, right? And the priests are not as clothed as the high priest. That, that the high priest is clothing, he has more clothing than the word. Priest, or that, that word clothing, clothing means covering, right? So the high priest has more covering upon himself. Praise God. And for you to, for you to access the most holy realm, you must have acquired the sufficiency of clothing for that realm. Praise God. And so there's... The realm, the most holy realm where God would dwell must have certain layers of clothing. Like anything that is still, that hasn't fulfilled the level of clothing for that realm should not gain access to that world. Praise God. So you, you see that the amount of clothing, right, that the... Um, that that realm has is the, is the same, is a symbolism of, or the, uh, the amount of clothing that the presence of God inside that realm has is symbolized by the clothing that the priest, the high priest, not the priest, has upon himself. You see the high priest has two, three what? Layers. Three layers of clothing, which is according to the tabernacle and also according to the what? the heavens. He has his garment, which is his linen, which he's wearing. He has that. He has the, his effort, which is wearing upon himself. And then he also has the breastplate as well, which is more, you know what, clothing, which I have. So it's very, sense, it's very clear that that is symbolic of the clothing of a most holy being. Right, those three times clothed, three levels of clothing that is actually an order in the scripture. Praise God that God is three times clothed. Do you see that? So, and so the, 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 the realms of the clothing of God are actually the, they are the, the realms of, praise God, the, 
the, each realm of, you can call the other separation, sanctification, three, yeah, th these three realms of, or they are, the best way to put it are realms of holiness. Praise God. So when they're speaking concerning God, say holy, holy, holy. That word holy, holy means three times separate, three times holy. Praise God. One holiness, a second holiness, and then another holiness. So, amen. <coughs> so you, you understand that then, so the, that the holiness without which no man can see God is not the first holiness. Uh, right? It's not just that first holiness, that, that is the actually three levels of holiness that any man without which, holiness without which no man can see God is actually series. Holiness, the acquisition of holiness of the soul is in a series. You have to become holy, you, you enjoy your holiness, then they will not come and say, okay, it's time to be holy again. Praise God. That, this is one of the signs that we ought to have gotten by now about our journey that is not a come, let's do it quickly, and then you go, and then you feel like we are done. Amen. It's, you come, and they will impart holiness, and then they will say, come again. You have to, they have to make you holy again. Then they will now say there's still more left, that there's still another holiness. Praise God. And you must receive that one, which, without which what? No, no man can, what? can see God. Praise the Lord. So the tabernacle, which was in the wilderness, was... The, was is a type of the heavens, right? They, they copied it. It was a copy of the things in the, in heaven, and and what was the tabernacle? The tabernacle was just simply the the wisdom of God's covering. That was what the Lord downloaded to Moses in the wilderness. Is the wisdom, the pattern concerning if if you are interested in God coming to take a habitation in a form, in some form, among you then what must happen, you have to fulfill the wisdom of his covering, which is that the realm where he will dwell must be three times holy. You understand what I mean? Praise the Lord. So he gave that, Moses, that wisdom to Moses, and then Moses downloaded that wisdom. And into the tabernacle, but the Bible says that that wisdom is a copy of what? Heavens. It's a copy of the heavenly things. That's so... So the heavens, when we say the heavens, we know the, the first heaven, the second heaven, and what? The third heaven, you can then say that the heaven is actually designed as the covering of God. Do you understand that? It's like, so when God was creating heaven, God was creating what? The place where in creation, when he made the heaven, you know, they didn't give us the details in chapter 1 of Genesis. It's later in the scripture that they now began to explain what God made when he created the heaven first before creating the earth. Praise the Lord. Now, so when you say that, when they're speaking about God covering himself with light in that, um, that Psalm 104, let's see that. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. It's very, it's not very clear from here that they are talking about the heavens, all right? Because in Psalm 103, they finished talking about the heavens. Towards the end of Psalm 103, bless the Lord, all ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. 
Verse 21, that bless you, the Lord, all ye his hosts. That's the next level. You ministers of his that do his pleasure. Then verse 3 means the outer dimension of, of God. That realm is bless the Lord, all his works in all places of what? Of his dominion. Then finally, bless the Lord of my soul, which is the realm of man, which is man which is, has an inhabitation upon the earth, which is below what? Below the heavens. Praise God. Then he then continue into the next one, the next chapter, Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord, my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed. Thou art clothed with what? Honor and what? Majesty. Thou art honor and majesty. Then verse 2 says, Who covereth thyself with light as with a garment, then who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain? Praise God. This is, this is interesting. Amen. <laughs> Who stretches outward the, the heavens like a, like a curtain. So, who covered herself with light as with a garment. And what? Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. So, the stretching out of the heavens like a curtain is, the, is actually the covering of God. Amen. Do you believe this thing I'm saying now? Yes, I mean, if you don't believe what I'm saying, you don't believe. Okay, is the Holy Spirit saying it? I'm not the one, okay? <laughs> when I, I just stretched it out like a curtain, I didn't see it before, I won't lie to you. I, the Holy Spirit took me to a route to ex, of the scripture to, ex, to see the light. Then when I came back here, then I saw, okay, who stretched it out like a curtain? So, <laughs> praise the Lord. So it's very clear that this Holy Spirit is trying to teach us something about the, about the heavens. Amen. So if, if they're saying that what, that what stretched out the heaven, the word stretched out, it's not just, beyond just pulling. It's talking about layering. It's like, it's like you, you, you made it, you, 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 you made heaven be, be an elaborate design. It's an elaborate design of a covering around yourself. Praise God. And so that, and that design of heaven as a covering, is said that that heaven is equating heaven to light. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to explain what heaven is, the best word to use is heaven. What is heaven? Heaven is light. Heaven is the, is like the, is the, heaven is the elaboration of causes of light. When God wants to, God wants to stretch out his light. The word stretching is not, it's in the terms of, when you use the word stretch, stretch is move it from, from one level of thickness to, and then stretch it out to, to a point where there is some, or I don't know what was the word, is the, there's, a, there's a lesser density at the, at the end, and so that there can be some graduation into what the praise the Lord. Does that make sense? So, so what is heaven? Heaven, heaven is just is the stretching out of God's light. Because if God doesn't stretch out his light, then it's hard for soul. It's too, God is too dense. His knowledge is too dense. It's very dense. That if you take God's knowledge the way he is and just want to teach a man that knowledge, a man maybe will capture a particle but 
and then why when we, he won't be able to handle the completeness of the light. It's, it's the soul will be overwhelmed with the, the, the riches of the knowledge of God. The soul will not be able to take all of God's knowledge just like that. Let's say, vroom, that's God's knowledge. The soul will pass out fully. Praise God. Amen. So, so God, God has to find a way, okay, how do we stretch out the, my knowledge? So we must, must then break it down and, and make it a series. Turn, let's turn the knowing of me into something that is what a series. And how do we do it? We have to create a design of habitation that soul can, can then, that, that souls can live in and be graduating. Do you understand? It's, it's, a, it's a place of habitation that souls can what, live in and then be what, graduating and graduating. As they are graduating, after a while, they will graduate into me, into my own knowledge. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, all knowledge of God is in heaven. I mean, all knowledge of God that man can know. That's what this verse is trying to say to, to us here, is that God's knowledge, when it's time to start knowing God, you must stop, you must move from learning earthly things to learning heavenly things. Any soul that refuses to learn heaven will never know God. Praise God, because another way to put it is that heaven is the school of God. God's school is not earth. Even though, like I said before, earth, there's a light that God put in the earth as well. But the light of, in the earth, God did not put the school of the knowledge of himself in the earth. You will not find that pattern. That's why in the earth, you can never see first earth, second earth, and then what? First earth, second earth, and third earth. <laughs> There's no, because the earth was in, is not designed as a cloth for God. It's not designed as a, a cloth or what, or a covering. If at all God will now dwell on the earth in a way which he tried to do in the wilderness, you have to now make a habitation on the earth that looks like heaven. Are you seeing that? Hence, you see the concept of tabernacle and then temple. And they all follow the same pattern. All the temple, the one Solomon built, all the temple, they follow the same pattern, the court, the sanctuary, and then what? The most holy place. And God said that anything that is not like that, I can't live there because it's not, it doesn't, it's not fashioned according to the wisdom of my word, of my own habitation. Praise God. <laughs> so the school of God, to learn about God, God said to learn about me, you have to learn about where where I dwell. You must learn about where I live. Like, there's something that God poured things about himself into the design of his habitation. That if a soul is learning about where I live, by learning that, you'll be gaining wisdom concerning who I am. So, so you see, that God who is light then decided to cover himself with light as dot a garment. Let's see that again. Who, who covereth thyself with light as 
with a garment, and then who, who stretched out the what? The heavens like a what? Like a curtain. Then after speaking about the stretching of the heavens, they now began to speak about the, his chambers. There's difference between his house and his chambers. Praise God. Can you tell the difference? Chambers, a chamber is in the house. Chamber means where the being who lives in the house. He lives inside somewhere. Inside the house. So it means that the master's what? The master's bedroom. Praise <laughs> God. The master's bedroom. So, so the chambers of God, the chambers is the master's bedroom of God, right? So those chambers, it now began to dis- describe those chambers, that the chamber has beams that's laid inside the waters, and then who maketh the cloud, his chariot, and then who walketh upon what? The wings of the wind. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so, what, what you are saying, what, I, what I'm trying to tell you is, I'm just showing you the God's, um, how, where God invested the knowledge of himself into. Where God did what? Invested what? The, where he invested the knowledge of himself into. How it is, and he is God. He's the one who is him that we want to know. So, in order to know him, we have to follow the pattern that he has designed through which souls what, will know him. And we said that God then decided to pour the knowledge of himself into, the, into his habitation called heaven. That's why you will call heaven, which is the covering of God, is light. Heaven is what? It's light. Heaven is what? Light. So, light, what, is, what does that mean? It means that heaven, everything about heaven is for the purpose of illumination. That everything about heaven, heaven is not a place that you die and go to. Right? Praise God. Heaven is not a boarding house for souls who are waiting to go to the world to come. It's not, praise God. Heaven is not a boarding house. Amen. Heaven, heaven is light. The soul must, must see heaven as light. So any soul who wants to know God must know heaven. If you don't know heaven, you will never know God. Do you agree with that? If you don't know what heaven, you will never know what? You never know God. You see, the, when it comes to, when, look at the book of Revelation, for example, about when it was time for God to, to unveil himself, when he was bringing the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him, that, was, that revelation which God gave to him, which the Lord was now bringing and sent and signified it by his servant, by, on, unto his servant John, through what? His angel, sorry, praise God. So that revelation, he came and he manifested himself in the Isle of Patmos. That was the angel of the Lord, of the presence of the Lord, who was bringing the presence of God to him. Then, then when he, he turned 
to see the voice that spake unto him, and then he saw the he saw things about the voice that which was then manifested as a person, as an image of a person. He saw his hair like wool and everything. He saw his feet like brass and all. Then he saw him with his, his, the brightness of his garment and his appearance. So all of that brightness and all of that thing is telling you that he's talking about the, the, the place where the being came from. Right? It's a, it's a being. The brightness is in contrast to the earth. Any, anyone, anything that comes from the earth, heavens, to the earth is bright. Why bright? Because telling you that heaven is brighter than the earth. That to heaven, earth is light. Does that make sense? Is it, it is very easy to understand. Like if you go out in physically outside, if let's say you're, you're not trying to carefully pick out the sun, pick out the moon and everything, let's say you just want to compare looking up versus looking down. Everyone just looks like one bright fluorescent. The sky looks like one bright fluorescent bulb that, that where the light of the earth is coming from. So in the physical, you can see even that same typology, the metaphor is played out in the physical creation that heaven is the light of the earth. So when you look up, what you see is light. Everything, there's nothing you see that is not light. Everything up there is light. Are you seeing that? So, so light, um, heaven is the light. So, and everything that comes from heaven carries the property of light. It's, everything that comes from there is, is illuminated. Praise the Lord. And so that's why you, you saw the appearance of that being who John saw in the beginning of the revelation. But then after a while, after he began, and then he just told him to pen down some things concerning the churches, or just tell him, him, okay, let me just, I just want to give you a, um, a preface of the revelation to the churches. He just wrote down to the many seven churches, he wrote down certain things as much. So it's very clear that when he was, what he was writing, writing to the seven churches was not, wasn't sent and signified. It wasn't signified. It was just the Lord Jesus telling him, Thus saith he who has the seven lambs in his... Uh, Thus saith the... Uh, praise God. The seven stars, sorry. So he was just talking about what Jesus said. And that when Jesus came and brought the appearance to him, Jesus wasn't in heaven. Jesus was in Patmos. When Jesus was dictating the chapter 2 and chapter 3. Of Revelation, too. So it means that what they want to show hasn't started. You won't find it in chapter two and chapter three, because what he really wants to say is what he will send and signify. That was signify means he wants to show sign means by by virtue of signs that he wants to show those things. Praise God. So chapter two and chapter three of Revelation is a preface of the things they will now begin to show to him. Do you see them? So then, but when it's, it's time to begin to show them, chapter 4, verse 1 started. See, and then I looked, and behold, a door opened in heaven. And I heard a voice saying, come up here, come up, come up here, come up here. He has to come up. It means that to continue the revelation, the actual revelation, for it to start, we can't do it here. You have to come to the school. 
They had to raise John into the school. Are you getting what I'm saying? Of the school where they will signify those things. So it's very clear to you that you, cannot, you can never find the sign of God on the earth. Note that. If you have that knowledge, it will help you. <laughs> it will help you do that. That's one of the, one of the skills that you have in your soul that will help you to, to, to determine false prophets. That's one of the, one of the sieving, the way you will sieve false prophets. Any prophet that comes with great voice, yeah, don't say the Lord, this will happen. That one is talking about, check what he's saying. He's talking about the earth, things of the earth. No, that this is a false prophet. That the school of God is not on the earth. And that there is no sign, there's no sign on the earth can teach you anything concerning God. And that's the, that's the thing with false prophets. They, they can't help themselves. They must always talk about the earth. False prophets do all. That's the sign of a false prophet. The sign of a false prophet is that they talk about the earth. They can bring all kinds of manner of revelation and everything. Then check the end of the revelation. Check it. The import of the revelation is always about something concerning the earth. It's tied. Check the tail of it. There's a rope to the, of the, that, it, that is tied, tying the, the, the vision or the revelation to the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. So you can, you can never find the sign of God. What we call signs and wonders. They are not signs of God. The signs of God and wonders of God, they are not, you can never find them on the earth. Out of everything that Moses did, they were not the signs of God. Right, you know, the, he said the Jew loveth a sign, the Greek seeketh wisdom. Both of them, they are, the, the wisdom of the Greek is the wisdom of the earth. The sign of the Jew are signs of the earth. Praise the Lord. So you can never find what God's knowledge can be signified by what? By anything in the earth. There has to, so any soul that any soul that wants to learn about God must be willing to come up hither. Come up hither. You must come up. Come up hither. Come up hither. And then he saw, behold, I saw a door what opened in heaven. So he had to pass through what? That door. They had to, to bring him up. So the book of what John saw in Revelation, it was not, um, it wasn't a vision. The book of Revelation is not a vision. It's not a vision. It's not an open vision or anything. It's okay. It's vision. Okay, it's vision. Let me say it's vision. But it's not a vision. Those are not visions like you and I will have visions. Staying on the earth. Praise God. They, they had to take the the spirit and the soul of John up into heaven. Did his body go to, I don't know, maybe, possibly, I don't know. But one thing I know for sure is that his spirit and his soul were no longer in the Isle of Patmos. Right, that, so they, they had to take him, so it wasn't just him sleeping on his bed and seeing a vision. That wasn't the revelation of John. He had to actually go up to heaven. Why? Because they wanted to use heaven to signify what? Things to him. And behold, I saw, I look, another wonder in heaven. Another sign in heaven. It was, was talking about, are you getting what I'm trying to say? The, 
the, they were using the heaven to signify because heaven is what contains the light of God. Earth is not like that. Earth, is not, earth cannot teach. When, that's why you see men study earth. I was saying last time. They study earth, study the trees, study the animals, study everything. Everything you study on the earth, you will not, you will not, be, you will not know God by those things. Amen. Are you get what I'm saying? Unless it will take, unless a heavenly light comes, the soul. But the way you study trees and all that on the earth, if a soul can go up to heaven and then study the things in heaven, the way people have PhD in, in all those fields, but you go to heaven and study heavens, when you study the heavens, you find out that you are learning. You are, the knowledge of God is being what? Imparted to the soul. Am I making some sense to you? Do you believe what I'm saying? So, so, but there's a way that they then are able to compile the knowledge of heavens. That's one of the, the main things that we find in this scripture is they have to compile the knowledge of what? Of heaven. That through the scripture, through what is written in the scriptures, that the soul can journey into heaven, right? And can, can study the light, you can have the light that is in heaven. The light that is what? In heaven. So that's one of the, the main, one of the main things in the Bible. That's not all that's in the Bible. Like, when you see this thing called Bible, amen, the Bible doesn't only contain the, the Bible doesn't only contain the knowledge of God, or knowledge concerning God. The Bible doesn't only contain knowledge that concerns God. The Bible also contains all kinds of knowledge, right? Even the knowledge of the earth, right? When you say the word, the scriptures, the scripture is the book of all knowledge. Praise God. It's called all scriptures, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Praise God. Now, so all scripture, there's nothing about the earth. There's nothing about, not just earth, hell. And every realm of creation, anything. There's nothing that exists that the scripture doesn't contain the knowledge concerning. You see, what about, okay, what about the newest Invention now, yeah. The scripture contains the the knowledge. It means that the guy who invented that thing was thinking a certain way that made him that invention or call to him. The way of that thought is in the scriptures. It's just that it might be represented in another different way, but but the way of that thought from where that invention came from is in the scripture. You won't find anything. Praise God. Look at a car, for example, the way of, a, of invention, in, inventing a car. There's nothing in the car you won't find, for example, in nature. And there's hardly anything in nature that the Bible doesn't speak concerning. Praise the Lord. So, so the, the Bible is, is a very big book. It's a vast. It's the book that, the Bible is the book of that contains the, it contains the knowledge of all things. Knowledge, there's nothing like, when guys who want to govern, they pick it from here. 
Guys who want to go to war, they pick it from here. Guys who want to make money, they pick it from here. And the Bible has proven itself that there's no other way. Even in terms of civilization, a lot of Western civilization came out of Scripture. Pretty much, Scripture is the, is the backbone of what we call Western word civilization. Praise God. And the Western civilization, the wisdom of Western civilization, is not the only wisdom in the Bible. There are wisdom for even other primitive civilizations also inside the Scripture. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And so, um, now why is the Bible like that? Why can the Bible contain everything, all knowledge? It's simply because the Bible is the mind of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. The Bible is what? The, the, the scriptures is the expression of the word, of the mind of the Holy Spirit. So, so the, the expression of the mind of the Holy Spirit, then it means that it has to contain a representation in different forms, but it has representation of all knowledge. The scripture has a representation of what? Of all knowledge. So the Bible is not an out, outdated book that our, we can become... You can never become more modern than the Bible. You can never become more modern or more current than the scripture. Everything, if someone is becoming more modern and current, everything about your modernity is inside the Bible. You say that there's one place that, that your fresh idea, you say there's somewhere. And, and a lot of times, that fresh idea, you find it's, you not find it's old, one old, old people somewhere in the Bible who have taught that same thought before. Do you understand what I mean? Praise God. So, um, but the treasure of the scripture is when the soul, so the Bible is a book of all knowledge, the mind of the spirit, right? It's the mind of the Holy Spirit. But when someone begins to gain access into the treasure, it's, it's a big book, but still has a treasure. So, when you look at the Holy Spirit, it's not it's not everything in the mind of the spirit that is a treasure. There is, so out of everything in the mind of the spirit, there are portions of the mind of the Holy Ghost that talk about the actual treasures which the Holy Spirit is keeping. So there are knowledge of certain things that are priceless, that are precious. Praise God. And of course, it's very clear that the knowledge that is precious, the precious knowledge which the Holy Spirit is keeping is the knowledge that pertains to God or the knowledge that pertains to anything that can lead, take a soul or someone who is a pilgrim, someone who is journeying, that can make any soul arrive at where, at, who, at God or where God is. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the, the scripture, the, um, when Jesus, in the book of John chapter 3, let's see. In John chapter 3, you now saw a student of the Bible came to Jesus by night. 
Now, by the time Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, the best Nicodemus had in terms of scripture was up to Malachi. Right, the best that everything that he had ever heard and he had ever, he had ever seen in terms of scripture was up towards Malachi. And even at that, even having Genesis to Malachi doesn't still guarantee that a person has access to the mind of the spirit. Because it's very clear that one can read it, but not you're not reading the spirit. The scripture, the physical Bible, is a means, a way to read the spirit. If when the spirit brings his own breath upon the soul, and the soul is reading the Bible, you begin to, after a while, from, from just reading, and, and this thing happens. This thing happens to me countless times. It has happened countless times, and it happens constantly. Every time, most of the time, when I pick the Bible, I can start reading a chapter I'm reading. It came to pass. Solomon had finished the building of the house. This, I'm reading First Kings chapter 9. And I'm just reading from, I'm reading, after a while, I, I stop reading the, the script, the script, the Bible. I start reading the Spirit. Most times I don't start reading the Spirit. Most times I start reading the Bible. But somewhere, and I know when it, when it happens, there's sometimes I, I'm like, ah, I want to read, but... It doesn't come by force. It doesn't, sometimes you feel like, you know, you want to just start reading this. It doesn't happen sometimes like that. But there are times, a lot of times when you, when it's an operation, you know that you will know, you will sense, praise God, and all of us should be students of the, of the Bible here, and not just students of the letter, but all of us should be students of the Spirit. So I don't think what I'm saying should be a new thing to anybody. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise a hand, but I want to assume that what I'm saying is not a new thing to you. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. What I'm saying should not be a new thing to what? It shouldn't be a, a new thing to you. Praise God. And so I can tell, me, I can tell the moment when I start reading the Spirit from just reading. I can, I can tell the moment when I, can, I start, I know I'm not just reading the letter. I'm now what? I'm now reading the word the spirit because when reading the spirit you see that you, a lot of times one of the, the, the signs you are reading the spirit is that you are reading a chapter but all of a sudden you are reading one the chapter you're reading you're reading a chapter then after a while the scope of your reading opens up like this but in one chapter they just when the spirit comes he opens up the scope so you can be reading one chapter you're reading First Kings, you are seeing Genesis, you're seeing Chronicles, you're seeing, you got what I'm saying, you're seeing all of that. Praise God. So, and that doesn't occur, it's not just a cognitive function, not just a function of the brain, but it's actually a, it's a function of help. Praise God, it's, it's what is help. So, every time when the, the Bible is a book of help, that's one of the main reasons for the Bible. One of the main reasons for, for making the Bible, writing it down and giving it to us to carry it around is so that men can be carrying help around. That's how the Bible is supposed to be. You're carrying help around. It's inside your bag, your book. It's in your room, by your nightstand. It's in your living room, on your table, on your center table. It's at work, in the corner, on your desk. You should not let it be far away from you. It's, it's, a, it's help. 
is help. Bible is help. Right? Praise God. This is Bible. Bible is not just a Bible. Is, Bible is sure help. Sure help means is that is the that that is the thing which like you will open where the the helper always comes to. The helper always. There's no guarantee that it will come in your conversation, even though he should be there and he comes too. But it's not a guarantee that he will always come. Do you understand what I mean? It's not a guarantee that. When you wake up, you will just hear the spirit. Ah, my son, wake up. Good morning. Today is the 20 something of, of May. Now, this is your agenda. Some of us like to hear the spirit like that. And, and, and we like to hear the Holy Ghost that way. That's a, a baby Christian feels that they want to hear the Holy Spirit that way. But you don't know that. That God, God's, in God's plan, he has determined that you must never hear the Spirit like that. That you must never, because if they start making sure... <laughs> oh, my sister is surprised. Oh, you're surprised that God is thinking that way? No. No, that's not how God wants you to hear the Spirit. Because if God wants you to hear the Spirit that way, then if you start hearing the Spirit that way, then you are in trouble. Because there are many other spirits who sound like Holy Ghost who can, who, who can come and wake you up. Good morning. Today is May. That's not, that is not a safe mode of communication. Praise God. It's not, a, it's not, that's not, a, it's, not an, it's not encrypted. It's like browsing with an open internet. Anybody can sniff what you are browsing. That's, that kind of communication is open. All the evil spirits on the earth can hear everything. And they can, <laughs> and they can start talking to you after a while. You know, that's, how, that's what hackers, be, how, what they do. They infiltrate the network. They watch the communication in the network. Then they now start impersonating. That's one of the, the main skills of a hacker. The, in fact, the, the, the greatest skill of a hacker is not just breaking into somewhere. It's the... It's the, it's the the skill of impersonation, how to, how to be there and join the flow of information. And then nobody can detect that you are a foreign fellow who is there. Then after a while, you begin to change one or two things and replace things, you know what I mean? So there is no security. So that kind of communication, oh, I just heard God, my daughter! Or... Or in the dream, that kind of dream thing where you are sleeping and then the Lord just comes and just download everything. You see this whole summer? From now till end of August, what you need to do every single day. This is the program of what you need to do. Or at this day, at this time, just make sure you take a walk. Get, when you get to that junction, don't wait, don't go. Wait like five minutes in the junction. There's a man that will come to you. That guy has something to say to you. It's very important. We like that kind of thing, you know. Just wait at this time, at this particular day, buy Microsoft stock. <laughs> I wonder if you don't like that kind of lady. <laughs> you like that kind of lady. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But the only problem with that is that it's not a secure channel. God, God doesn't want to talk with his children. What God wants to say to you, they are too precious. 
they are things of great price. So you must, you must move into an encrypted channel of communication. So the scripture is the encryption of the Holy Ghost. This book is, this is encryption. This is called spiritual encryption. There is no more, there is no greater encrypt, blockchain technology, that, forget that thing, that's a small thing. If you, if you want to talk of encryption, this is encryption. Yes, sir. The spirit. Yes, sir. This is, encrypt, if they want to learn encrypted communication, they should forget all their textbooks and take Bible and learn it. And then pray that the spirit will come and talk from the scripture. This Bible is a wonder. There's no greater miracle than this Bible. Don't go and look for a miracle anywhere. Ah, someone was raised from the dead. It's not as great as one tiny verse opening up. That one, that's life miracle. There's nothing more miraculous. And God made it that the scripture should not be a lie that will appear and talk to you. That when we come to church, we'll just be like this. And then we'll look up. The Holy Ghost will just come and just open up the bright light on the ceiling. And say, today is Malachi chapter. And then unbelievers won't have access to it. You must, you must come to church and be a member. And then you must be paying tight. If you're not, you not paying tight, when you look up, you won't see anything. <laughs> These are the kind of things that pastors would do if it was in their, in their hand. Amen. But thank God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But God made it that. Not like that. God made it that. Let it be a physical book that you can tear, you can use it to clean and whatever. Just imagine this very physical writing. And God gave it, they gave it to us. And then say, have it, put it in your house. Carry it around. Physical book, just carry it around. But you see, when you open it, I can, the, the helper, the spirit, the spirit, this is a, See, this Bible is a, this is a sure place to encounter the Spirit. We are looking for Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, where are you? Are you seeing this thing? We are looking for, for the Spirit of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so the Holy Spirit, um, and that's why I, I always tell people, like, so if someone gets born again and maybe newly fresh Christian, someone who's a new Christian, and then a lot of times there's a lot of interest, and it's not bad, it's healthy. It's not healthy if someone gets born again and they never ask the question, okay, how can I begin to hear God? Something is wrong with you. You're supposed to want to know him. Okay, this God that saved my soul. I want to know him. I want to hear his voice. I want to walk with him. You know what I mean? So... So a lot of newborn Christians, one of the, the, the things that is very interesting is that concept of hearing God. You know, they want to be able to hear and get direction and all that. So one of the, the important questions, also one of the most common questions that young believers ask is, how can I hear the voice of God? How can I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Praise God. And but a lot of times, the initial co- concept is that concept of hearing something, either you know, just physical voice or something, or audible voice, or you no know, visions and all of those things. And what I usually advise people, if you, are, if, you are, if you are young in the faith, you haven't walked too far, is you want to hear God. Forget about hearing anything. Dreams, visions, all of those things, and 
Just keep reading the Bible. Just keep reading the Bible. Keep reading the Bible. Keep reading the Bible. You don't hear, my daughter, go here. Don't hear that. Until you have heard. Until, until, until you've had experience of reading and reading and reading. And then one day you read something. Something talks to you about that thing that you're reading. It's, it's, a, it's, like an, it's like a sense just opens up concerning what you just read. And you know that this sense is flowing from somewhere. Somebody right now is talking to me. You've ever had that experience? This should be your everyday life. When someone is, someone is talking, this person, as real as you can have a conversation with your friend. That's how the spirit is. When you open what? The scriptures. And you begin, you begin to talk to your mind. Talk to your mind. So when, when you, somebody who has fellowship with the spirit in this, in this encrypted channel, then when later, Holy Ghost will now say, one day, okay, save this money. You will, you will know. If another, another spirit tries to talk to you, you can tell that this is not the spirit. There's just something. So hearing the voice of God in, a, in outside the scripture doesn't really come first like that. It comes, it's here that you learn the voice of the spirit. It's here that he gets acquainted with what? With the heart of a person. Praise the Lord. Uh, do you guys love the Bible? Yes. Are you sure you love the Bible? Praise God. So, so I was saying that, so this whole scripture, like I said, is the mind of the Holy Spirit. Like, and he, he, the, the breath of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost can come and talk about his own mind at any time. And about anything on the earth. But like I said, there's specific then there are the, the specific matters which he is keeping, which are in their part of the scripture. Amen. But those things are what you call when a soul begins to learn to hit the treasures in the in the in the Bible or in the scripture, is when the soul begins to 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 encounter the knowledge of heavenly things in the Bible. The knowledge of heavenly what? Things were in the Bible. So when um, Nicodemus, the Bible calls him in John chapter 3, John chapter 3 verse 1, praise the Lord. Amen. John 3 verse 1, they call Nicodemus, he said there was a man, a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of what? Of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except what? God be with him. So, so this Nicodemus, he was trying to, he came to acknowledge Jesus as a man come from God based on miracles which he saw. And of course, he's someone, him being a ruler of the Jews, is in tune, is tuned to validate men through miracles. It's a way of validation that if someone can do miracles, then this person came from what? From God. Praise the Lord. But it's very clear then that um, those are not the that's not how you can really discern somebody who 
comes from God. Praise God. Jesus then began to speak to him about the kingdom. Now, what is the kingdom? The kingdom is the treasure. The, the kingdom is the word treasure. That's just it. The kingdom is the word treasure. If I ask me, what is the treasure of the Bible? The, the, the treasure of the Bible is the revelation of the kingdom. Do you see that? The treasure of the Bible is what? The revelation of the kingdom. Jesus himself said it when he was teaching about the kingdom. He said the kingdom is as though a man will find what? A treasure. He will stumble upon a treasure in a field. You can think of that field almost like the entire knowledge of that which the spirit carry. But then inside that field, the man is just, and he's digging for something. Only God knows what. Maybe he wants to build a, put a stick, a stake or to build a house or something. And he's digging and then he just stumbled on the treasure. Then he said, the kingdom is such that that man, when he finds that treasure, will not do a much. He will just leave it there and then go home and act as if nothing happened. Then he won't, he won't jump. He won't be too excited. He will just secretly, he will try and go and be selling everything that he has. <laughs> so he will sell everything that he has and then he will take the money and then go and buy that field. So, so the, the person who... So it means someone who owned the field before. They didn't know there was treasure there. So he was just maybe passing by something and was casually maybe digging. He found a treasure. Then he didn't go and tell the guy, ah, uncle, I, we just found something in your... <laughs> Praise God. He would just go and secretly start selling his properties. And then he would come and then he would come, then he would come and meet the guy. Ah, I just have this piece of land. Is there Are you using it? I just want to see if I can do, some, do a few things here. <laughs> <laughs> and he will buy the land from the guy because of that, that treasure which is on the inside. That thing is, is, should give you a sense. He's talking about what will you give, what, the, the treasure in, in, the, in the Bible or in the spirit is that which you should be able to give everything for. You should be able to sell everything that you have. Amen. And that selling of things you have, you can start with your physical property and all of that, but you must be willing to give up everything that you have. Praise the Lord for what for the, the treasure. And then Jesus called that treasure the kingdom. Praise God. Now, so in the kingdom, then Paul in the book of Romans was saying that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness. Peace and then joy where? In, that word in the Holy Ghost means it's not everything in the Holy Ghost that is righteousness, peace, and joy. There are many, 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 many things that are in the Holy Ghost that are not righteousness, peace, and joy, but those things are not the treasures. They are not the kingdom. That the kingdom in the Holy Ghost is when, when you now journey in the Holy Ghost and you eat righteousness, then peace and joy. You see that, that stretching out, those three things are light. Yes, they are the, those are the righteousness, peace, joy, they are the three holinesses. 
Those things are the clothing wow. of God. Wow. Do, you, do you get what I'm saying? And so that the clothing of God is the treasure that is where in the word, in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So now, now when um, Nicodemus came to Jesus, so Jesus then began to talk to him. It's very clear that he began to te- teach him about the kingdom. So very, in verse, from verse 3, says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, that except a man be born again, so Jesus just switched and began to talk about something else. He wasn't talking to him about him being a teacher come from God and all that. He said that, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Very, verily I say unto thee, he still ignored him, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. Oh, Jesus is too good. Jesus is too good. Can you tell that Jesus loved Nicodemus? You can tell. There's something about, there's, maybe there's something about him coming to him and by night and just acknowledging him and talking to him. Jesus, even though he is, he still is in darkness, he's, he's, he's not enlightened, he's very, he's clueless. But Jesus Jesus had mercy on him. If Jesus wasn't merciful to him, Jesus will engage him concerning the miracles. And then he will just follow his gist. But Jesus had to be ignoring him and start talking about the what? The kingdom. So verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. Jesus was just talking about, Jesus was seeing the kingdom. He was just seeing the treasure. He was just seeing, Jesus was seeing the light. The light, amen. And Jesus was just talking about the light. I love Jesus. He was, this is, um, Jesus was a, Jesus' mind was a, Jesus was, Jesus had a sound mind. Right? His sound mind. His mind was sound. And his mind was complete. Jesus was an educated man. Education is not what we learn on the earth. If you learn everything and you don't learn about God, you're not educated. You are, you are an illiterate. You are. Praise God. But Jesus was, Jesus was enlightened. And, and in this place, he just began to act mercifully to talk about a little bit about the things which he knows. Because, you know, imagine Jesus' sight. He can see the kingdom. He sees the the, the layers of the kingdom. He sees the ascension. He sees the graduation. He sees the pattern. That's the school that he had been, for 30 something years of his life, they had been taking him through what? That school. Jesus was in the, the school of light, teaching him what? This light. These things were installed clearly, clearly, clearly. Jesus, these things were not fuzzy in Jesus' mind. You know the way it is fuzzy in our mind. I said, hey, tell me about the kingdom. Ah, you have to first calm down and then. Ah, then you have to first, you have to, you have to drink water, and, um, and you have to crack your throat. <clears throat> in, that, in that time of drinking water and then cracking your throat, is, you have to first forget the C code you were writing at work, and the Python and all of those things that you were doing, amen. 
you have to first of all put that aside, put it in one corner, and then, ah, oh, okay, kingdom. <laughs> Why? Because of, we have to, <laughs> too many. Uh, our our processor, you know, is there are other things you have to put this aside and bring the other one and process. Praise God, Amen. But Jesus was different. Jesus, right from a very young age, they were teaching him how to. They were teaching him how to, how to live in the knowledge of the truth. He was that was being I was talking about being being about my father at the age of twelve. That's what he was talking about. Was be about my father's business. About my father's business. So when his, his parents and co, they were, you know, they went for a feast with his brethren and all. And all. So even when you go for a feast, at, you'll be on the road, you're telling the stories about this happened. Ah, do you see that thing? What about that food on the, on the tree? The tree morning, the, the food of the tree morning. They will be talking about all that. After they look, where's Jesus? Little Jesus had left them. He wasn't interested too much in that gist. Rather, he found his way to the temple to talk to go and sit among guys who were talking about things that pertain to what the business of what. So don't you know I must be about his business? <laughs> so so imagine if Jesus at twelve had that kind of nature. Then when you meet him at twenty five, how was he? So, uh, so it's very clear now. You know, you can see Jesus in different ways. Though. Me, I see Jesus, I can, you, can, you can look at the spirit of Jesus. They look at all the other, his, his anointing, and then look at other things. But one thing I love to meditate concerning Jesus, I, I love to meditate on his mind. How, how refined. It's not easy to turn King, knowledge of kingdom into, into a parable, into parables or into the, the level of his communication. You know, when you, are, when you are gaining mastery of something, if they meet you at a state where when you are talking about the thing, you still sound very complex and esoteric and, you know, you still have all the jargons and all that. Nobody can, everybody is tired of what you are saying. At that state, you are, you are not yet a master. You're not, yet, you're not a master. The, the end of mastery is simplicity. Yeah. When you now become simple with it, you have mastered. That's, you've gained mastery. It means that you can, you can to talk about one thing. You can use 20 different analogies. You can, you can use 20 different stories. About the same, if you leave Jesus, Jesus used different things. He was just teaching kingdom. You see, we're talking about, talking about land and all that. That's investment. Through investment, he was teaching the kingdom. He taught the kingdom through botany, through, praise the Lord, through um, agriculture, sorry. Everything. He, he taught the kingdom through economics, he taught the kingdom through agriculture. He taught the kingdom through sociology. He was teaching, teaching about family arrangement. 
What else? Engineering. Finance. Finance. Everything. So all the different areas of knowledge, Jesus could teach the kingdom through different things. We're just teaching, just very simply communicating the kingdom. Very, very what? Simply. Why? Because of how much mastery that he has gained in, in the thought of the kingdom. It means he had, just had, had accumulated so much life. And when you come to meet him, because now the way Jesus was talking about the kingdom here, that when you read the book of John, you see the way he was speaking concerning the kingdom, speaking about the different lives of the kingdom. He spoke a lot about everlasting life, which is the realm of joy, right? That joy realm in the kingdom. You could use different, as different things to speak about that realm, realm of joy. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, that kind of mastery comes from him. Only the, only the school of light, which the Holy Spirit takes a soul to, only that school can confess such a mastery and such a knowledge on a soul. Praise God. And what school is that? Is the school of heaven. The school of heaven. That's... That's the school Jesus went to. Jesus went to the school of heaven. And that's what he was trying to teach this, guy, this man here. He was just trying to mention things like that. It's, praise God. Say verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is what? Is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of this. Nobody has ever spoken like this before. This is knowledge that nobody knew. Praise God. That Jesus began to say, that which is born of the flesh. You have to note that there wasn't like, in all those revelations of Paul and the revelation of Peter, those things which are now broken down to us, where you start reading the epistle to understand the framework. Start with Romans first. And then learn about the spirit, doctrine of the spirit. So Jesus was, when he, in Jesus' speech, the background of Jesus' speech was all of that revelation. All of that. You cannot tell me that someone without Paul's revelation can't say this. This kind of thing. The revelation that Paul had concerning the doctrine of the spirit, of the spiritual life. If Jesus didn't know those things, he wouldn't be saying all these kind of things. It means that all of those things were building blocks of his own understanding. I mean, in his mind, he had that, that revelation. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of what? The spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, which is born of the spirit. That word, born of the spirit. That which is born. He's, Jesus is talking about if spirit, spirit produce something, you can't separate that thing from spirit. You can't, what the spirit gave birth to cannot be what? Separated from the spirit. How does the spirit give birth to something? The spirit gives birth to something by, by, by infusing its own life into it. So if the, one who give, the spirit wants to give birth to the soul, the spirit must infuse its, its own life into the soul. Its own life. Of course, to infuse its own life into the soul, he must do it by the infusion of his own light. Like that, the light which... Comet from what? From the spirit. Do you see that? Yes, 
is, is according, to the, the, according to the code of light. Mm -hmm. So being born, the process of spiritual birth that brings about the replication of an image is birth according to the process of light. If you don't use light to give birth, it will not look like you can't, you cannot control, you can't, it will not be accurate. Praise the Lord. Light must be involved. Light means knowledge. Knowledge. There's, every time birth occurs, is, is, birth actually means the, the, the producing of another life by passing on the information of a life. Take the information of this life and then try to produce another life. When you produce an offspring of one life that carries the characteristic, characteristics mean the light, the knowledge of the former life, you've just given birth to what? To something. So when you say, you cannot say something is really, when you say it's born of the spirit, that which is born of the spirit is what? So now the spirit has different, different birthing um, birthing materials inside of it. Do you get what I'm saying? The spirit has different what? Birthing materials inside of him. At one point, the Holy Ghost will say, okay, I want to give birth to now, but now this, this, this phase of birth, what the knowledge I will use to give birth now is called water. So when the Holy Spirit is using water to give birth, it's called being born of the water and of the spirit. Now, like, and water means something, right? Water is a portion of knowledge, amen, that doesn't contain, necessarily contain the, the very blood of God, but things about God. So water is the birth which the spirit does to a soul who doesn't have access into the kingdom to make them able to gain access to the kingdom. So that's why, he, except you are born of the water and of the spirit, you will not, what, enter into the kingdom. So that word water is talking about the initial, is the birth of washing, right? It's also some kind of knowledge because nobody can be washed without knowledge. No soul can be what? Washed without knowledge. The, it's a kind of, it's applying the, the water which God uses to wash a soul to, the soul, to make the soul a candidate for gaining what? Access into the, the kingdom. Then when the soul now gets into the kingdom, the soul needs, needs to be born again, right? In, to, inside what? The kingdom. There's also birth that needs to occur inside the kingdom. You now see, after a while, in the kingdom, a soul will now be led by the Spirit to become a son of God. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are what? The, the sons of God. Praise the Lord. So, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Verse 7, marvel not that I said unto you that you must be born again. Verse 8, 
the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Praise God. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is what? Born of the Spirit. So Jesus is explaining, what Jesus is explaining here is a very great light. It's possible that, and most likely, Nicodemus did not understand what he was saying because later Jesus Christ said it. Jesus Christ said later that, have, have you, um, look at verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, are thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? He says that, verily, verily, I say unto thee that we speak that we do know and testify that which we have seen and you receive not what? Our witness. Praise the Lord. So what Jesus was teaching in verse 8 is he was telling him the, the, what the quality, the characteristic of everyone that is born of the Spirit. That word, everyone that is born of the Spirit, at different stages of being born of the Spirit. You know, we've talked about different births of the Spirit, right? We're talking about those who are, there's a birth that occurs that makes a soul become a son. We spoke about the kind of birth that Paul mentioned when he said, my little children, for whom I travail again in birth until Christ is what formed in you. So there is the birth of the formation of Christ. The birth of the formation of Christ is the birth in the kingdom. It's not the birth to enter the kingdom. It's another, it's the birth of formation. Amen. To make his soul, his son, where? Inside the kingdom. Praise God. So that is a kind of a birth of the spirit. There's another birth later. Even after his soul has become a Christ, then there's a, his soul now has to be born again, again. That being born again, again. It's another birth that a soul will, will, will entertain to be, to be born into the, the eternal life of God, which is the kind of birth of Revelation chapter 12, when that woman was with the child. The child that was, so was carrying that inside the womb has already been born before. And there was a time that child became a Christ, when Christ was formed in that child, but now the child is waiting to be born again. Praise God. So to be born again at that time is birth into another kind of expression of life, which is the very eternal realm of God. So you're seeing the word birth, being born, being born is a language, almost like a language um, which they use in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Um, that, um, that informs something. Now Jesus here is teaching that w- what is the sign. So when you say, it's very clear that being born to form the image of Christ is being born of the Spirit. It's also very clear that being born to be caught up to the throne of God, as Revelation chapter 12, is also being born of the Spirit. 
do you get that? All of those, every birth in the kingdom, every birth in the New Testament is a, is a, is a birth of the Spirit. Praise God. Every birth of the kingdom, every birth of what? The New Testament is what? Is a birth of the Spirit. Now, in other words, when you want to begin to deal with the things that pertain to God, the, 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 the being who must do the birthing for your soul to arrive in that expression of life, it has to be the Holy Spirit. Because all the materials of birthing the soul to arrive at the life of God are all materials in the Holy Ghost. They are all in the Holy Ghost. Meaning that everything that pertains to the clothing of God, the wearing of God, praise the Lord, all the school like, of God, of coming to God, which, are, or which is knowledge. So it's very clear the Holy Spirit is he who uses light to give birth. Uh, am I making sense to you? The Holy Spirit is he who uses what? Who uses light to what? To give birth. Now, Jesus Christ is explaining here in this verse 8. He's trying to explain when, when the Spirit gives birth to a soul or a person, there are certain qualities. There are, there are certain things that characterize the birth of the Spirit. Is that... First of all, the wind blow it away. The way the wind, you have to first of all observe the wind. Observe how the wind is. The, the knowledge concerning the Holy Spirit giving birth to a person is, praise God, amen. The knowledge of, thank you, Jesus. Are you finding help today? Amen. Please don't be offended by using the word giving birth. Amen. Don't get offended at that word, okay? Just take that word and just assume it. I was using a very, very common word that you always hear every time. Just take it like that. Praise God. So you want, I want to really understand what I'm trying to say. So don't, don't, um, don't feel like I'm using the word giving birth and don't feel like it's now strange somehow that I'm talking about giving birth. I want to just flow with the understanding that I'm sharing. Uh-huh. So these are the, this, this is what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us today. So, so when the Spirit is giving birth at different levels, giving birth to the soul at different levels, right? there's, a, there's an input of the, the characteristic of the Spirit. What characterizes the Spirit giving birth to the soul is, first of all, if you can observe the way the wind is, is that the wind... The wind bloweth. So Jesus is teaching about birth and he's now using the wind to explain what it means for being born of the Spirit. Any kind of birth that occurs of the Spirit, praise the Lord, is in this way. Is that the wind bloweth. That word bloweth where it listed. The word listed here is talking about the wind bloweth where it, where it wills. That the the wheel of the wind is in the wind. You can, never, you can never find the wheel of the wind anywhere. There's no body. Nobody can say, you see this wind, the wind now will pass this way, and then it will, it will shift a little bit and then come through this place. 
Nobody, nobody has that information. All the metrologists and all of that. I mean, look at this, this thing that just happened in Ottawa the other day. You feel like with all the technology and all of that, that they'll be able to warn us that on Maryvale and this road, the other road, there's going to be a wind that will pass it. So go and change all those poles that might fall. Are you kidding me? They, cannot, they, couldn't, they didn't even know it was just minutes before the thing happened that you saw the thunderstorm warning because they just detected it. Means that the only way they knew that it was coming is that they saw it coming, and they could they could send out a means. So, so and that's one thing that you can. The, the wind is a unique creature. That God created the wind with certain kind of properties. That the wind, the wheel of the wind, is in the wind. The wind can change its mind. Do you, do you get what I mean? You, it can change. It can be coming, and you think it's going there. It's not. Go, it will just change and go this way. That's the wind for you. So, so everyone just says wind, 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 wind. But Jesus has something. He knows something about the wind. We're talking about him talking to the wind the other time. There are things about the wind that he knows. He knows the wind. So this is giving you some insight about some things about the wind that Jesus Christ knows, and he's not using wind to teach about the spirit. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So he say here that the wind blow it. This was just telling Nicodemus. The wind, the wheel of what the wind wants to do, where it wants to go, is inside the wind. It didn't tell anybody, and nobody can ever know beforehand. It's where it listed. It's why it means that the destination of the wind, the, the behavior of the wind, the character of the wind is encoded. It's an encoded secret. It's not written. You can never study it. You can never predict it. The plan of the wind's movement is not written anywhere. It's where it's inside. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of the greatest secrets that nobody can know what is the, the, the wheel of the wind. So the wind bloweth where it listed, but what you only hear the sound. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. That word, whence it cometh, whither it goeth. Say, whence it cometh. Whence it cometh and whither it goeth. He's talking about the movement, comings and goings. The comings and the goings. Comings and the goings. The movement of the wind, you cannot tell. You cannot tell. It, it, it blow it where it's listed. It has its own will. Praise the Lord. So you cannot tell where it's coming, but they say, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So is everyone that is what? Born. That is born. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So it means that what it's trying to tell you is that anything that is birth of the spirit has to do with the, an expression of life. An expression of life that is, that is informed from what? From an invisible, there is an, in, there is an invisible um, intention. An invisible what? Intention. intention. An invisible will. There is a way of movement of he that is born of the spirit 
that makes it constantly elusive to anything that forces or plans or agendas or anything that is elusive to anything outside of its primary element. So it means that, that only the wind knows the movement of the wind. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Only the what? Only the wind knows the movement of the wind. Only the wind. So that's the way. So you see that, that element of the spirit is, the Holy Spirit is the entity that's able to make someone or a living thing carry knowledge in that manner. If you say, okay, I want to just give, I just want to, I, I want to be born not by, or by the water and, and the spirit. Let me be born only by the water alone. If somebody who is born by the water come to the gate of the kingdom, that gate will never open to you. You say, ah, but yeah, I know everything in the water. It's not this one, this aspect of the water, the other aspect of the water. They will look at you. That we don't expect you to come and be talking about the water. That this gate open to winds is not, it doesn't open to the, are you get what I'm saying? There's something wrong with the, the car. So, so the birth of the spirit has to do with the way of the carriage of knowledge. The way of what? Of the carriage of knowledge. The way the way the, the, when they've given birth to a spirit, the, the, the person who they gave birth to has, will have all the knowledge. Let's say the, someone has become born of the water and the spirit. The person will have all the, the knowledge and all the washing of the water. But he doesn't just have it. He, have, he has it by the spirit. Do you get what I'm trying to he, he what? He has it by what? By the Spirit. He doesn't just have it. He has it by what? It's not just, it's different between having it and then just, and then having it by the Spirit. If you don't have it by the Spirit, they'll be able to tell whence you're coming from and where you are going. And then the ability to tell whence you're coming from and where you are going is how they, that's how they defeat men. Yeah. They, are, they, are, they, are, they are beings in the spirit who are, who are students of whence men come from and, and where they go. They, they've not only studied the life of men, they are also, all, you see, all the, the spirits that are the adversary of men, where did they come from? They came from the realm of light. That's, that light that revelation that you feel you have, when they look at their being, that is who they are. So imagine a soul just, and just, just maybe being excited about something they just learned about the first heaven. And you are so happy that, ah, I just got this thing. But that thing you're happy about, there is a, there is a principality who that thing is his own nature. When he checks his, his self, looks himself in the mirror, that's what he sees. <laughs> uh, 
Do you get what I'm saying? The knowledge. So it's not just about what they want you to know. When they talk about the heavens, those are, all those beings are embodiment of the light of the heavens. And many of them fell. And those of them who fell, they are the ones who are adversaries to men. And they are the ones who make men to constantly learn about the earth. They don't want you to learn about what? About the heaven. But when it's time for them to begin to speak concerning the heavens, there's something they, now, they will now begin to fight. So one thing you will now realize is that the kingdom of darkness is not just a kingdom against the awareness and the knowledge of things that pertain to the kingdom. What they are actually enemies, they are enemies of birth, of spiritual birth. That's what they fight. What they fight is, they don't fight exposure to knowledge. That's not what their main fight. What they fight, their skill, where, you, where they become really bad and skillful, is they fight whatever thing you are carrying around. They'll be fighting you. They'll be fighting the process for the Holy Spirit to give birth to you using that thing. Do you get the import of my knowledge? That's, and you see, that thing, that's the most difficult thing. Any minister of the Spirit knows this. Any, any minister of the Spirit knows that the problem is not to make somebody know revelation. The difficulty of spiritual ministry is to give birth. It's for the Holy Spirit to give birth to souls according to that revelation. That's the hard one. Do you get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> the, the hard job is the what? Is, this, is to make souls born of the Spirit. Not being, not speaking in tongues and all of that. And when I say born of the Spirit, I mean in either, in any domain they find themselves. Any domain of birth that they find themselves. If, let's say, they, they manage to enter the kingdom and the devil lost that battle or his hosts or his enemies, sorry, his his, his people lost that battle, and the soul was able to somehow enter the kingdom. You know that when the soul is in the kingdom, they are journeying towards another birth. And you make sure that this person must not be born of the spirit. That even though they are, they are they're surrounding the knowledge of that thing, the awareness of it, they, somehow they are around the light of it, but let them be with it. And be surrounded by it. But may, they, may the Holy Ghost never give birth to them using that thing. That is the birth. So that's one thing that Jesus is, what Jesus was looking at, that the Jewish master, Nicodemus. And just could see his problem. There's something you don't know. <laughs> Are you saying that? There's something you don't know. You don't know the, that what. Um, praise God. The what is the what is the in all your learning? What is your deficiency, Nicodemus? In all the things that you know, what is your deficiency? What is that's the reason why Jesus wasn't talking about the kingdom just to mainly teach about the kingdom. He spoke about the kingdom. Then when he came to birthing of water and spirit, he stopped. And now began to zero in on the concept of being born of the Spirit. 
that, you see this thing? This is the problem that you guys don't have. You guys are actually clueless concerning this thing of, the, of being born, what? Of the Spirit. Being born of the Spirit. So, and then you now see that the, the strength of the New Testament is this thing. Paul, that's Paul, what Paul was teaching in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 when he was separating the ministry of the death from the ministry of the spirit, the ministry of the letter and then the ministry of the spirit. So for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Amen. Do I make sense to you? Am I making any sense to you? Are you sure? <laughs> Amen. So, um, now, the, like, the, the, the school of God, like we're saying, is God is a light, is one he stretched himself out, like, as not a garment, right? Or he covered himself with light as a garment, and then he stretched outward the heavens like a curtain. Amen. Now, that stretching out of the heavens, like a curtain, we say that heaven is stretched out, but it's very clear that that stretching out of heaven is also in the scripture. Heaven is also stretched out like a curtain where? Inward, in the scriptures. Amen. And then that heavens, the knowledge of heaven is the light which the soul must have. But you now see that ministry of light must be mean the ministry of the spirit. That is the, the import of the sense of this message. Am I, be, am I blessing you? Yes, sir. I'm not too sure. I'm walking by faith because I'm not believing you, but praise the Lord. The, the ministry of light must be the ministry of what? Of the spirit. The ministry of light must be the ministry of what? Must be the ministry of the spirit. When, when, Jesus, was, when Jesus Christ came to the island of Patmos... And he met John on the island of Patmos. And um, you saw the, he, he saw, he turned to see the voice that said to him and everything. Then he now told him, go and write all these things and send them to the seven churches. And then when he just was writing and writing, at the end of each one, he would say, he who had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. It's, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. That, praise God. So, one of the things that in all this, the sign and the signifying and everything that is a message to the church is that it is those who will, able to, will be able to hear, actually all of these sayings are sayings of the Spirit, that the Spirit is the chamber in which these sayings travel. Now, uh, so... It's very clear that he that has an ear, that ear is talking about the ear which the spirit has, has developed. In his soul, the ear which what? The, the spirit has what? Has developed. All, all of those churches who they were writing to in the book of, um, in the book of Revelation, those at the, at the time of the writing of those letters, which is a time for the church to begin to see the things that should come to, shortly come to pass, which is things that pertain to the very life of God. 
Those, that writing is to a church that has developed here. Now, anybody who doesn't have ear will not be able to hear what those things which the Spirit is what is saying to the churches. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, how does ear develop? Spiritually, how does ear, anytime you hear the word ear, ear, you know, they, were, they use the ear there, the word ear there. They didn't use the word maybe light, they use or maybe sight or seeing. Those are two different, anytime they, they use ear in the Bible, it's different from when they use eyes. Right? Eyes should see and ears should hear. Those are two different kind of operations. So, whenever they, they are talking about ear, ears has to do with leading. When, when, when it comes to God's fold, when it comes to God's fold, Amen. Are you seeing me? Now, there's something you need to understand. There's the, there's the prop, there's the, there are the, the function of the eye and the function of the, uh, of the ears. There's the function of the eye and then the function of what? The ear. In the, in the, you can call it the sheepfold of God. In the sheepfold of God, in the sheepfold of God, the eye is for feeding. Yes. In the sheepfold of God, the eye is for feeding. The ear is for leading. God does not lead his sheep with their eyes. God leads his sheep with their ear. He said, my, my, my sheep will hear my voice. How does sheep follow their shepherd? It's not by seeing. Sheep don't follow by seeing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sheep, when it's time to... But when it's time... When, it's, when they eat by seeing, though. There's something you put before the sheep. They will not eat it. If it's wrong, they won't eat it. We just put the wrong thing. But when you bring the right pasture, the green, so it means the eye can detect the green color of the grass. It's true. The, what, what they, they must, the eye must validate what, I, I get what I'm saying, what the sheep eats. So the, the sheep eats by seeing. But when it's time to be led, it's led by hearing. So, Anytime they speak about hearing, amen, they are talking about leading. So when he, he the heart and ear, is the church that the spirit has led to a point. So by virtue of a developed ear of a church, it's talking about a church that has been led to a point, praise the Lord, and they've developed so much ear to be able to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you see that him that sits upon the throne does those two things. He will feed them and then lead them toward living fountains of waters. So the reason for eyes, one of the main reasons for the eyes is to see the food that will strengthen the soul to hear the voice. Eat the food that will strengthen the soul toward, to hear the voice. On, with that voice is the voice of leading. 
Praise God. Amen. Amen. The, the spirit and the, and the bride say come. Why the, why the spirit and the bride? Because the spirit is who gave birth to the bride. Do you understand what I mean? The spirit, that spirit that is calling for the bridegroom with the bride has been giving birth to the bride. From one birth to the other birth. From where the bride is coming from. From one birth to the other birth. So the bride is a spirit-formed entity. Is a, is a, the bride doesn't just have accumulation of things that she knows. The bride has the, the charisma. The bride has also the character. The bride has also the, the inward spirit. Praise the Lord. As the, as the bride has been given birth to by what? By the spirit. The bride has been given birth to by who? By the spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So it's very clear that the order of, the order of, um, in the scripture, the the um, thank you, Jesus. The the way that they've designed for the soul to come into. Um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. To, to being a light. Okay? You can see it from different ways. Now, you can see it as tabernacle. I said it's the covering of God. Right? Each of the veils, the coverings are light. But you see a priest joining through the tabernacle is acquiring covering. When he's in the Levitical realm, he just has garment. Moves into priesthood, they will add more on top. High priesthood, he has the full everything, including the breastplate of righteousness. So it means that as you are passing through God's covering, you will gain covering. Yeah. That's the that's a, Are you getting what I'm saying? It's the same thing of as you are, you, as you are, you are, you are, you are going through the school of light. You also become a light. So he will appear before God. It's a light that must appear before God. Right. So the, way, the same way God has stretched out the heaven, he stretched out the heaven for, to inherit the light which each, each, each garment of the heaven is carrying. And when you finish the school of this garment, you wear the garment. Like you went to a school and at the graduation day, what would they put upon you? So garment is a sign of learning. Is a, is a confirmation of learning. When they say, you are, you are not weird, if, you're not, if you didn't learn well, like what they, see someone who they are doing, watch a, a person who, on your graduation day in school, there's some people who they are giving their doctorate. All the things they deck them with, you have that, that thing. <laughs> if you, you know that day, say, it's a happy day for you, it's a graduation day, but they say, that day can also be a sad day too. <laughs> Because you just finish undergrad, when you see some other guys who, what they wear them with is something, they must make it, they must show to everybody. When you look at the graduation day, they must make sure that everybody's not wearing the same garment. 
the deans of the faculty have their own. They are, you must be able to tell by garment who is who. So when you see somebody, it's not, they are not all the same. Everybody with their graduation gown is not the same. When you, when you look at the, when you, when they sit, everybody's seated in the hall and you look at different places, you can tell who is who by the kind of what they are what, <laughs> how much of, of dressing that they have upon them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so, those, so in the natural, those things, we see those things and they are patterned from the Bible that one of the, 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 the garment, wearing of garment is a sign of graduation from a school. So when you graduate from each, each aspect of the school, they, you must put on a garment. So when the high priest arriving at the the realm of God, the garment, his, the amount of clothing upon him is a sign that he has passed through the schools that it takes to get to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Then part of his garment, they now put two stones called the Urim and the Tumim. Urim and Tumim means light and perfection. It's a summary of his garment. That means that everything that he's wearing is actually light that the high priest is wearing upon himself. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it should be a light going into the realm of light. So walking through the realms of God's holiness, that's what they call, John was calling walking in the light. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from what? From all sin. Praise God. So the purpose of walking in the light is you, for you to become a light or to, to put on light. See, arise, shine. For your light is come. Isaiah chapter 60. Arise and shine for your light is come. So if they're, they're telling you to shine, they're not telling you, arise and let your light shine. That little light of yours, let it shine. No, they're, they're talking to you. Hey, you, 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 arise and shine. Arise and shine because... Why, why should you arise and shine? Because your light is come. So the reason why your light is coming is to make you shine. Now, this is my point. My point is that you can never shine unless you are born of the Spirit. That the, the, the ministry of light you are receiving will never be turned to light in you. We never turn to your inheritance of light. Only the Spirit can do that. Only the Spirit can make light wave become a particle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not that converting from you learning light to now shining, that thing can't just happen. That's the process of the birth of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the only one who can do that. Who, who makes you become yourself a light? Jesus was talking about, I know Jesus had, at some point he said that, he said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You will have the light of life. But you know that you, are, you have the light of light, so you can then become the light of the world. Because later in Matthew chapter 5, he said that you are the light of the world. When it wasn't, of course, those guys he was talking to at that point were not the light, but he was talking prophetically concerning them. That you are the light of the world. They now began to talk about you. You're actually a city set on a hill. You can't separate being the light and the city. Revelation married those ideas. 
together. And Jesus was talking about something. He was talking about the prophetic destiny of, that, of those people. So if Jesus, if he's the light of the world and you are following him, what are you following him to become? Do you see that? But, but the process of to become that thing is what? Aha. Only the spirit. Only the, only the spirit. Only the spirit. Only the spirit can bring about the inheritance of light. Yeah, you will have the light in you as, as in nature. So it's only the spirit can take heaven and then install heaven inside a man. Like, it's very clear that Jesus had heaven installed inside of him. He was talking from what was on the inside. So no man had seen God at any time, but only, only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. He said, no man has ascended into heaven, but who? The, that only begotten Son. How did he ascend? How did he ascend into heaven? By what? By the what? Installation of light. Praise God. So, um, the, the, um, the ministry of the Spirit is to, is to take the light, is to use the knowledge of God's light. The light, the ministry of the Spirit is to take the light which God stretched out. That knowledge of God stretched out and then Make that light, to kindle that light inside of you, inside of your soul. Praise God. And that work, that is the work of the Spirit to produce the bride, you that is acceptable to God. That is what Jesus was teaching by the parable of the virgins. Matthew 25 when Jesus was teaching concerning the virgin, Jesus was teaching something very, very key. Now, when you look at that place, of course, what separated the wise and the foolish was oil in their vessel. Oil in their vessel. The foolish did not have oil in their vessel. But the wise had oil in a vessel, but you will not get the full picture if you think only about oil. You have, to, you have to ask the question, oil for what? What does oil in the vessel turn into? What is what's the purpose of oil? Oil, the purpose of oil is the oil is the fuel of light. Or and I want to put it that oil is the sustainer of light. Do you see that? That when, when, when you see light appearing in the lamp, it means that oil is burning. It's the constant burning of oil. That oil is talking about the spirit. The spirit. That it, so it means the spirit is the, is the foil of light. The, the light which, and there is oil in their vessel. That word oil in their vessel means their own oil. Their own oil, which should be the foil for 
their own light. Their own oil, which should be the foil for their own light. So it's very clear the light of divergence is not revelation knowledge. It, if it's revelation, it won't be, they won't say each person has their own. That's not the way. You don't see in the holy place, they won't say, when you are a priest is coming to the holy place, they won't say, take your own menorah. You take your own. You take your own. Each priest with his own menorah. No. When you get there, there's the one menorah. It's, the menorah is attached to the sanctuary. Leave there, it stays there. It can't come out with you. It's, it's, it's actually the light of the school. It's the, it's the light of the school, but Every person who is now getting ready to graduate from that realm must have acquired a light of their own. Those virgins are virgins who are ready to cross over, who through their, their, their journey in the sanctuary, through the birth that occurs, they should have acquired light of what? And not just light, because you are moving into a, another an everlasting realm. is a light that does not finish. A light that does not finish. Which is called, which is the light which each person should what should have within within their vessel. Amen. 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 So, in the journey of light, one must must give heed to the spirit. You have to know that if you want to, if you want to acquire, amen. If you want to. If you want to be able to shine, you want to be able to shine. In that Isaiah chapter 60, the prophecy, he was given the prophecy of Isaiah 60 as a remedy against what would happen. Let's see Isaiah very quickly. Um, Time is passed, so we can be closing now. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 60. Thank you, Jesus. Sorry, there's no time to f- maybe flesh out everything and use examples and all that. Um, today's message is just to, to capture thoughts so that they will not, they won't, um, so they won't leave us. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 60. It said, Arise, shine, for Thy light is come. The word thy light, thy light is come. So you will not shine until thy light comes. It's not, it's not, at this point, it's not light of God. It's not light of the sanctuary anymore. It's not just a, those virgins, it was their light. The issue was their light. Right? So that a person's light it must be fueled by oil which they purchased. Yeah. It's not the oil of the sanctuary. One of the main reasons for the oil of the sanctuary is to make, is to make you purchase your own oil. That's why he told them that, go now, they go and purchase from the sellers, those who are selling. So the sanctuary is a place where the soul should purchase oil that becomes your own. Amen. So, so it says, arise, and sh- arise, shine, for thy light is come, and what? The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Why? 
for behold, darkness shall cover the earth. And then what? Gross darkness, the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and then his what? Glory shall be seen. And then the Gentiles shall come to thy light. And what? The kings to the brightness. The brightness of thy rising. Darkness will come to thy light. Sorry, Gentiles will come to their light. And darkness to the what? Brightness of thy rising. Amen. So, your, your rising will occur according to your light. The reason for, for how God wants to raise you is God wants to raise you by giving you light. Arise you that sleepeth awake from your slumber, for Christ shall then what? give thee light. Amen. But you're seeing that no soul can have light without what? The ministry of the Spirit. So the reason for the leading of the Spirit is to make you an owner of light. Or the reason for the, the leading of the Spirit is to wear, God's, to wear the garments of God's covering or the garment of It's actually to clothe you with light, to clothe your soul with light. That's the main reason for So as the soul is being led by the Spirit, they are clothing the soul with light. What light? The light that is in you, which you yourself will begin to use, and your light, your, 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 which you will begin to use, and which you will begin to journey with, which you will begin to, to judge with. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 The Lord will bless us, and um, he will, this ministry of light will prosper Amen. in us. Thank you, Jesus. So sins and, sins and iniquity will not disappear until... Or there will not be cleansing from all sin until the soul has walked in the light as he is in the light. See, walked in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Right? So the, the cleansing of sin, what removes sin is inherited light. Is the light that is within. Someone can have, can be exposed to light, but that light doesn't translate to the cleansing of sin. Mm. You would, someone can be in the vicinity of light, but that light doesn't trans, translate toward the, the cleansing of sin. It is, is the inheritance of light that is tantamount. That inheritance is what they call walking in the light. It's the process to inherit light. Anytime you hear walk in the Bible, in the New Testament, think spirit. That word walking, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that walk there is the leading of the spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit, they become the sons of God. You understand what I'm saying? So anytime you say walk, you're talking about walking in the Spirit. When you're walking in the Spirit, the Spirit of God uses the light to what? To give. So in this, instead of sin, instead of sin, iniquity, 
what will reside in the place of sin and iniquity is light. Do you get that? What will reside as sin? If you, you can say, ah, but it's not righteousness. Yes, but we are, well, let's put it in other terms. It's to import another understanding. If we just say righteousness, righteousness, that's true. But what you need to see, be able to see righteousness as light. Peace as light. Joy as light. Right? If the, say God is light, it means that all the embodiment of those things, which he is, which is gladness, is also light inside of him. Do you get what I'm saying? That, well, when it comes to the, that, the dealing with sin, the removal, replacing of sin through fellowship, like when you're walking with the, in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And then the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from what? From all sin. So that, the, the cleansing from sin is the replacing of sin and iniquity with what? With light. And where, what will replace that sin is, a, is light. But it's not just some knowledge. It is the, it's light that is, that is being, that is produced by an oil, the oil or the light of the spirit, which is a light that is operating in you in a way that sin can never, not tell where it, whence it cometh from or where it goeth to. So is it that it's born of the spirit? It's not just, I know some, because if it's just a sitting knowledge like light, that's sin. Paul said sin took occasion by the old commandment and by it, it slew me. You've just given a weapon to sin. Sin will use it. Do you understand what I mean? That the antidote to sin inside the soul is an, is an inward light that is fueled by what? The, the, oil, of the, the oil of the spirit, the, the ministry of the spirit. It's, 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 a, it's an inward culture of light. Concerning that darkness, you know, sin thrives in darkness. So to deal with sin, that's what we were seeing last time, that whatever is reproved, Whatever is reproved is, but is, being, is, be, is made manifest by light. Anything that they want to reprove must be made manifest by light. So, your attitude to the school of the spirit should change. What you should be seeing is sins that they want to remove from your heart that, that will only go by the inheritance of light by what? By the, by the spirit. By the school of the spirit. Praise God. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Just speak to the Lord for a short time today. Mm. I want us to pray. Let's just pray a little. I'll give us a bit of time. Just begin to pray that they will expose your heart to the to the ministry of light which, and to the light which the Spirit is bringing, wants to bring to you by his ministry. Now this is a message we have received from him that God is light and in him, in him is no darkness at all. He said this is the condemnation 
that light came into the world, but men loved darkness rather than light. But Romans chapter 8, he said that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So as you are walking after the spirit, you walk out of condemnation. Well, you can't walk out of condemnation except that light that came said this is condemnation and light came into the world but men love darkness rather than light. So there has to be walking in the spirit is the same thing as the, the removal of darkness or the removal of the love of darkness. That love, and it said they love darkness because their deeds were evil. Which, which means darkness is the incubation realm of sin. Darkness is the house of sin. Darkness is the covering of sin. Darkness is the garment of sin. Begin to pray that the ministry of light, which is quickened by the Spirit, will begin to, will begin to operate in your heart. Just begin to pray. Talk to the Lord. Say that you want there to be an increase, an increase, an increase, an increase in, in this particular ministry which is the ministry of illumination. They'll begin to illuminate things and turn you into a, an enlightened fellow in the spirit, which is come bringing you into the level of enlightenment that will put you above sins, that will put you above iniquity and sins and wickedness and all the evil, which this, the, the darkness, the prevailing darkness of, in the world sponsors concerning men. Say that darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory shall be seen on you. Remaha Shapraoveni Karadoske. Rika patatarima kariara bazu prenteliera bose krendo viena tahana. Makare bahuri kamo zimranda la brahori gabrahote zebrando vegeria la bosa. Meka ma umbrande vegala la mantiang rose kevedigali eno seketi elosa. Embala pa embra lege embra segeri onte geri la mahoho rema shanta marada masko sekrente geri kreta la mahada ah mahaha e maraha e maraha e maraha e maraha embra hala mahara mama vote kreze maluzante li ano breve ziza kroske le brehelosa le palata ingrema onte kresa mbato koko 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 thank you Jesus. Oh yes, oh yes, as Lord illuminate my darkness, illuminate my darkness, every area of darkness, every darkness in my heart, every darkness in me, every darkness in me, like extend the ministry of the spirit, the ministry of light, the illuminating ministry of the spirit to every area of darkness, every aspect of darkness, every Every part of my heart that still carries darkness. Emara nos kembrado lebrahani yote sekeno. 
Rekama, shed, shed light, shed your 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 light. Oh, Marama Surata Brahana Marikarabosia. Oh, Brekata Ingreho de Kalimazu Krete Paranama Opre Pamburi Haramoske de Galeva. Oh, Bretazuze Susata Paruge Zuskeremo Zupretamarum Brede Vienoske. Rempaho Ripakari Galukreporovoske de Vendoskeleheta. Oh, Migelante Kalugento Zusosoremeniketehe. Rimaroboskaravata. Oh, me given a home, 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, Lord. We have lifted our, our supplication, Lord, According to the, your revelation, your, the word which you've sent to us today, Father, we pray you will answer the cry of every heart and of every soul, Amen. which is to come into this sort of illumination that is foiled by your spirit. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that for all of us, we will begin to, as we have prayed and we continue to pray and we keep this seed within our heart. I pray, oh God, the hope, the expectation which this seed will birth will never be cut short. Amen. That, Father, it will, there will be a germination, Lord. There will be growth and there will be, Lord, even fruitfulness Amen. in these things. We will come into this light. We will shine. We will come into this light and, Lord, you will, you will deal with every darkness, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because, because of this thing, this blessing, Lord, sins are going away. There are, there are sins and iniquities, things in us that will no longer be there. Amen. Why? Because of the light that will make them bare and that will replace their hold upon our soul. Lord, you will bring to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing, 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 washing. Washing as you are laying your garment of light upon our soul, we will acquire all the holinesses. All the holinesses without which no man will see you. You will raise us up. You will present us even to yourself holy, holy and without blame. We will be for you in love. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the praise tonight. We give you all the glory to your name. We worship your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.